How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? This is knowledge. Oh, wait, that's right. Raul's not here, so I got to complete it on. Now. This is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Quick little shout out to Raul Nieves. It's his birthday. My brother, my second half to uh, KNR, is um, living life in Orlando right now, and I'm very happy for him. Hope he's enjoying his trip, and I hope he enjoys um, this lonely edition of uh, knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning out here. So this is my first time jumping on a podcast slash radio show by myself. So let's see how this goes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as you can tell that I'm nervous because I've said ladies and gentlemen three times. So let's get right to it. We're go- Today we're going to be talking about pop culture, sports, and news, as we always do. Um, we're going to talk about the Miami Heat. A couple of comments that Tyler Hero made about the final boss, a.k.a. LeBron James, and how the first season in the NBA was for him. We're going to talk about some South Florida establishments that are allowing large crowds throughout COVID and things that are happening to them through um, from the city of Miami. And then we're also going to talk about some food, some of the most iconic dishes here in Miami. And then we're going to talk about aliens and then finish off with some football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is knowledge. If Raul was here, he'd be saying nonsense. Jonathan's here, so I'm going to be saying reasoning. Enjoy the show. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why? How can I but do all would, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. Hey, platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. Shout out to Steven Delgado. Happy birthday to him, my brother, my best friend of all time, man. Man has taught me a lot, so much. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here right now doing this show if it wasn't for my dog, Steven Delgado. So happy birthday to him. He's in Arizona. Much love to that guy. Um... So you guys are all probably curious where's Raul at. So it's Raul's birthday as well. It's Raul's birthday. He's enjoying it in Orlando. My best friend Steven's enjoying it in Arizona. And it's me alone in the studio. So we're here. 
I'm here to talk a couple news, a couple, um, little bit about COVID, a little bit about um, the restaurant industry, some food, some culture, the Miami Heat, um, and anything else that comes in between. So, fun fact: this is my first episode that I've ever done by myself. This is the first podcast, first radio show that I've ever been without either my companion Raúl or just anybody else, anybody else that we bring on the show. Sadly, we had our buddy Nestor here yesterday, a good friend of mine. But due to technical difficulties, I am still learning. I wasn't able to come out with the edit to that um to that episode, so I had to think quick on my feet. And now I'm here. So it's quite simple, guys. Um, it's 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 a nice weekend in Miami, huh? It's very very nice for those that don't know, for those that don't live in Miami. We finally get hit with the cold front. I was driving over here to the studio today, and 59 degrees with the sun out. Phenomenal stuff phenomenal stuff now granted it's probably gonna last like a couple days i can't imagine it lasting too long but man we gotta enjoy it while we can because soon the heat will be back on and speaking about the heat tyler hero ladies and gentlemen i was reading an article about tyler hero and he was talking about his first year as as a miami heat nba player not even just as a miami heat player as an nba player the jump from college to the nba and man what a cool article it was to read um this dude Tyler Hero is a really cool guy. I've, and I've I've had some scrutiny with him. You know, people are like, oh, that guy's gonna develop to be the best. I want to see what he does his sophomore year. This guy did what he had to do and excelled at his position. I mean, bro, this guy blew all of us out of the water, but it was in a bubble. I want to see how he performs throughout a season with fans, with the pressure. It's different. We all know it's different. We all know what it is to be at a Heat game or at any NBA game or at any sporting event. Chanting, defense, ah, screaming for free throws or for a field goal, we, we, you know? So we're out here. And and Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero, I, I found this. I mean, when it comes to Tyler Hero, like, yeah, he's a grown man. I mean, I'm older than him. Raul's older than him. But he's a grown man. But it's, it's cute whenever this guy talks, bro, because he's young. He's a young buck. So Tyler Hero's out here. And quote, unquote, my dog Tyler Hero is like, if the NBA was a video game, LeBron is like the final boss. Bro, I could not. I, I died laughing. This man compared LeBron James as the final boss. And I felt like that was adequate. That was super adequate. This man got into the NBA. The Miami Heat stunned everybody, made it to the finals. And now, who do you have to beat in the finals? Who's the last level? Who's who's the Bowser? You know what I'm saying? LeBron James. And and it's right. It's complete. Yeah, it's completely accurate that you want you want to get this chip, bro. You got to take it out of that guy's hand. The final boss. And I found that that was the funniest, the most accurate nickname that you could give under the circumstances that were given. You know what I'm saying? And and he compared it to a video game, which is exactly what it was. It's exactly what it was. Yeah, no, this guy Tyler Hero completely snapped when he said that. I found that super accurate. Um, but nonetheless, Tyler Hero, man, you got. The Miami Heat coming in, they're they're hungry. You know, they're very very hungry. This NBA offseason has been short of 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 um of of not entertaining. You know, there's been moves all over the place. This just in, James Harden is out here trying to go to to Philly. So shout out to Raul. I want to say Raul, you've been. I mean, Raul's not here with me, but I'm I'm in, I'm on Instagram live and I see that he's out here. So. Um, shout out to Raul because I, if I'm not mistaken, Raul since day one was out here saying, Hey man, James Harden to Philly, James Harden to Philly, James Harden to Philly. And I'm like, why would he go play in Philly? Well, now Doc Rivers is in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. And it's, and we're not talking about his son. We're talking about Doc Rivers, the man, you know, but dude, 
Doc Rivers over in Philly. You got you got Joel Embiid, which you know, as a Miami Heat fan, I'm I'm almost like trained to hate Philadelphia. But dude, these guys are good. Joel Embiid's good. I don't I, like. I I I hated him more when we had Hassan Whiteside, and then I realized that Hassan Whiteside is that guy soft, vanilla, vanilla. That guy is so. What is what it is? He's gone. I don't even know where he's playing. But the Miami Heat, Joel Embiid, James Harden, all these guys. Josh Richardson's not there anymore. Shout out to that guy, Josh Richardson. That guy's a great tipper. He's gone to Dave and Buster's a couple times. Once again, shout out to Raul. Happy birthday, man! Much love. Yeah. Oh wow! Look at that, Daryl Money, Daryl Morey, former GM for the Rockets, is now over there too. Look at that. Raul is in the mix, ladies and gentlemen. Happy birthday to that guy, man. We miss you down here in Miami. Um, but yeah, so a lot a lot moving around in the NBA, a lot of circulating. I, I've I've been reading a lot of articles too that has to do with the Clippers and how and how they're painting they're painting these guys over there. Um, Paul George specifically and Kawhi Leonard as as villains right now, you know, and it's crazy to see something like that. Paul George, whatever. I understand. I'm not too surprised. But Kawhi Leonard now pictured as this getting painted as this villain style character when for the longest this this guy was Kawhi Leonard was that mute like Kawhi Leonard was known for just being that guy that's just doesn't have much to say has the <laughs> was that good was that a good that was good <laughs> that was I felt like that was decent I didn't I you know so now this is very weird for people to be coming out here saying, oh, he's managing practices. He's canceling certain practices. That's why they weren't ready. That's why these guys got lost in the fashion that they lost. Whatever. Yeah, that was good, right? Um, it, whatever the case may be. They're painting this guy a bad picture. I never liked I never liked that move to the Clippers, man. And my per Personally, I would have rather seen him in Toronto. I feel like he could have gotten a lot with Toronto, but whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. And guys, has anybody seen these workout videos that the Miami Heat have been dropping on their Instagram? My God. This guy precious? Bruh. This guy. This guy could play. And if I'm not mistaken, this guy's taller than Bam Adebayo. And he's out here wedding threes with Tyler Hero and, and, uh, and Duncan Robinson, man. Kid's looking good. I'm excited. I'm excited to keep the same chemistry. I'm excited to keep the same players. We lost Jay Crowder, man. Shout out to Jay Crowder for, for really putting, not putting the team on his back, but at points, man, this guy was one of the only players consistently dropping threes behind Duncan Robinson. So it was great to see him come in and do what he had to do. Get the job done ladies and gentlemen, because that's what he was doing. So I wish him the best endeavors. I wish I wish uh, Jay Crowder and, and anybody else that I'm forgetting right now that have left the Miami Heat for whatever reason. Best of luck to you guys, man. Let's get this party started. So when it comes to Miami, you know, we could sit here and we bring up sports all the time. The Miami Dolphins, Miami Heat. This is a very big market for teams, you know, even the Marlins, and they suck. But they had a great season last year. Coach of the year, general manager of the year, whatever, or whatever they call it in baseball. Not a, not a huge fan of baseball, but I watch it. I play it. I play some kickball too. Anybody down? Um, but when I think of Miami, aside from sports, I think of food. I I genuinely in love. I love Miami because of not just me being a Cuban, and and enjoying Cuban cuisines. Because Cuban cuisines, I don't care who you are, it smacks. It's max. You got flavors. You got variety. And now with how with how culture is in Miami and the food industry, 
with with I mean I always say it. Shout out to Finca Table and Tap, man. You grab you grab a simple culture, you grab your grandmother's cooking and you evolve it. You evolve it into something new. And and Finca being one of the first that I that I personally got to see do it, let alone that I, being able to be a part of that establishment, it opened my eyes to what you could do to Abuela's recipe. It really opened my eyes to what what you're able to create and manifest off of the inspiration of an older generation and how you could improve it. But at the end of the day, if my grandma's listening, shout out to my grandma. There's nothing like Abuela's cooking. There's nothing like going home to Abuela over the stove because there's that amount of love that goes into that cooking. And, and that's what Miami is all about, throwing your love, as especially in the Hispanic culture. It's all about familia. It's all about amor. It's all about love. So you're coming in, and, and I'm here reading an article about how the Cuban sandwich, ladies and gentlemen, is the most iconic dish of all time in Miami. Now. I don't like pickles and I feel like what makes what makes this sandwich this good are the pickles. Because aside from that it's what? Ham, pork, swiss cheese, mustard and crunchy dilled pickles. Excuse me. I don't know. I'm not yeah, I'm not sold on it. And so for you to come out here whoever wrote this article, I mean, well you have a great job, Virginia Gill. Keep on doing what you're doing. But, man, I agree with the, the sandwiches. I, I love that genre. You know, medianoche, um, pan con lechon, croqueta preparada. I personally love my croqueta preparada on a medianoche bread. Yeah, dude. Pala- Pickles, bro. None of that. So you're telling me that you got to set. And, and for the most part, I mean, especially from what I see from my Instagram live right here. Oh, mayo. Mayo's on that, too. Sorry, Nabo. So I don't think I think that more people generally dislike pickles than than um <laughs> than people that do like pickles. So whatever, I'm biased about it. I'm biased. So to my people here on Instagram live, what's the most iconic Miami dish in your opinion? You know? Yeah, there's not even pickles in Cuba, bro. What's going on here? How did we get to this? How did we get to this? But whatever, we're here. We're here. And let's talk about it from from the list that I'm reading right here, which, by the way, if anybody wants to go read this article, it's a fun read. It really is. It's um, it's on timeout.com. It's Miami's most iconic. This has been announced. So number two being ceviche, ladies and gentlemen. Croquetas, I would say that. But would you consider that a dish? Would you consider? A, a, I think a croqueta is the most iconic. Um, the most iconic foodie, the most iconic food in in Miami but and i would say that cuban is is cuban culture food is the the top dog but i mean yeah i guess you guys are right so whatever we'll throw we'll throw croquetas out there and even at that you have a variety of a cuban sandwich is a cuban sandwich a croquetas is an entree yes yeah yeah i mean i can't argue with that <laughs> i can't argue with it at all but Ceviche was up there in the list, and and I, I'm a sucker for ceviche. I am a sucker for ceviche. For you guys that don't know, Raul will eat 10 croquetas to the face and still look at my plate and want some more. Whereas my friend Christina will order eight, and I'll end up eating seven. I don't know how that happens, but keep, but whatever. We keep it going. Ceviche, ladies and gentlemen, 
I'm a huge sucker for ceviche. I think that ceviche has truly grown within the culture of Miami. And that that's mainly Peruvians. But I've even gone to some Cuban places that go and they serve ceviche too. So you got ceviche running all over the place now. And it's a little different from which restaurant you go to. So, you know, I agree. Ceviche should be up there. Croquetas, that's it. You guys have got me sold. It's number one. Croquetas are number one. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. You could throw that on everything, bro. I'll pull up, and I feel like a lot of us have done it, where we're on the go. It's early in the morning. We don't have enough time to get a, a bite to eat. But what are we going to do? We're going to pass by Islas Canarias, or we're going to pass by a little Latin America, a little cafe, and we're going to pull up to the window, and we're going to be like, let me get a cotadito. Let me get cuatro coquetas, un poquito limón, and a cracker. Boom. The breakfast of gods and goddesses, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, croquetas now. Croquetas tomorrow. Croquetas forever and ever and ever and ever. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Shout out to Raul. Happy birthday to him. Shout out to, to um, Stephen Delgado. Happy birthday to that guy. Shout out to everybody on my Instagram live right now. Having a good time. Um, but yeah, so, and and if you want to keep on talking about food, I'm a huge foodie. I, when Raul comes back, I'm down to do a little segment. Croquetas for president. That's not the segment. I'm down to do a segment. <laughs> I'm down to do a segment specifically on food, especially that me and and my brother Raul, aka Nieves, um, are a huge fan of food. We love to go out. We genuinely love to go out, not to go get trash like some people may think. But me and Raul like to go out to go enjoy good food, and it's like the art of going out. You know, it's the art of sitting down. And getting service and just, you know, me and, me and Raul talking about the time. It's like when we go out, we like to get pampered. Sometimes that's why I feel like we are the servers that we are when we work at our restaurant jobs. We're, we're animals. We're beasts. We make sure that our table gets, to the, gets to, the, to the table happy, man. I mean, I like to multitask too, you know? So we'll, keep, we'll, we'll, we'll incorporate some more foodie. We'll incorporate some more. I, I mean, I'm dying to try out Badbacoa. Shout out to Finca once again. Shout out, um, shout out to... Um, everybody over there, Isas Canarias, Emilias, all of them. Baba, go open up um, Doral Yard, January. Can't wait. Go check it out. Go do your research. Um, but yeah, man, food. And I feel like majority of people love food here. Shout out to Emily Meister, one time for the one time. Shout out to Emily Meister, one time for the one time for the great artwork that she's been doing for us since day one, since the minute that me and Raul started just jibber jabbering about having a podcast. Now we got a whole a whole studio. Shout out to my girl one time, too, for helping us out with that as well. So we're out here. It's beautiful weather here in Miami. It's colder in Orlando. And, and Raul's here with me in spirit. He's on Instagram Live with me. Once this show's done, we're going to go back, and I'm going to have a nice little Instagram Live with him. And we're going to just talk, shoot the, shoot the, shee. you know what I'm saying? Can't curse on here, so I got to keep it PG. So we've talked Tyler here. we talked Miami culture. we talked um, croquetas, definitely too much croquetas already going on. But there's no such thing as too much croquetas, ladies and gentlemen. No such thing at all. So let's go over to COVID. COVID is spiking a little bit here in Miami. One of everybody's favorite conversation out here. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up the wharf. And I want to bring up, I just want to bring up, I guess this is like a venting hour. Um, about how people now, how the bias consistently changes of how COVID should be um, perceived. So, I mean, you got vaccines coming out now and I feel like, Personally, people are just like, all right, that's it. We're good. The vaccine's out. We don't need we don't need anything. That's it. Man, 
just this weekend, I had a guy that was walking like eight feet away and he flagged me down and he's walking towards me as he has his mask on. But once he gets like at a one foot radius of me, you know what this man does? Hey, can I get a table? Granted, he took off his mask that he wore the whole walk up until like getting to me, took off his mask and then asked me a question with his mouth and all the breeze coming out, you know, and I'm here like, all right. Well, dude, please put your mask back on, and I got you with the table right now. So the reason why I bring this up is because the Wharf Miami, one of my favorite spots here in Miami, a little gem right on the bay, beautiful spot. They've had their issues with COVID, you know? And I don't like to see businesses suffer because of COVID. I mean, I, I want to say just this year, I've worked eight jobs because constant shutdown, shutdown, uh, curfew. We can't stay open this late, you know? So, so um, some South Florida establishments have been allowing large crowds coming in. And as long as you're practicing social distancing. Now, one, one thing that I do want to say, and this, is, this goes to everybody out there, this goes to managers that are trying to save their butt when it comes to this type of this conversation is, hey, you, it's okay to have a drink in your hand and have your mask on. That's okay. You want to take a sip? You take a sip and you put your mask back on. That's it. You know? I was watching a video. It's a very cringy video of the Wharf Miami. And, and when someone brought it up to me, they just showed me the video and then they sent me the article. I thought the video was from pre-COVID. And I'm like, man, what's going on here? And then I see the article and I'm like, oh, okay, this is going on right now? Like this was, oh, this was last weekend. Oh, okay. Oh, you guys just opened up after getting closed down. Oh. And then I see the co-owner the co, the co -owner come out on... um. On local 10 news, like, oh, the video wasn't as bad as it looked. Everybody that had that didn't have a mask on had a drink in their hand. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a cute face, and I would make a lot more money if I didn't have a mask on at work, if I didn't have a mask on in general. But under the circumstances that we're living in, bro, can't get crazy with it. Cannot get crazy with it. With that being said, don't get mad, get better. I don't want to see any of these places closed down. I don't want to bash on any place for being open and not following COVID guidelines. Granted that I think that all these guidelines are pretty skeptical at this point. But, man, you can't, you can't, allow, you can't allow certain things like this to happen, you know? But at the same time, who's guiding what? Like, I, can, I, had, I, I, was, I was shooting the she with one of my friends, with Nestor yesterday, and we were talking, like, how do, how do you regulate that? Like, you're able to operate 100% capacity. But you still have to include social distancing. So how is it that you could benefit as a business, especially in hospitality and tourism? How could you benefit from social distancing and, and still allowing 100%? By the way, the war, 50% capacity at the wharf is still 500 people. It's a lot of people, man. So, so how do you control that? I mean, and we were going back and forth. And I don't feel like people are having these conversations. Like, I don't see owners and government officials having these conversations on what is okay and how to regulate until, boom, it's too late. They're either getting fined, and those fines, ladies and gentlemen, are heavy. Or even worse, getting closed down. And you know who's suffering? The workers. Not the people that are going out. Because the people that are going out, that's the least of my worries at this point. Because they don't care. You could tell someone to keep a mask on for as long as you want. But they, at the end of the day, if they don't want to keep a mask on, they're not. You know? And yeah, you gotta weed those guys out. But let's 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 do some constructive criticism here. You know what I'm saying? Let's look at the, let's look at the managers that are like, oh, but he had a drink in his hand. Okay, but if he's not drinking it, why can't he just have a conversation with his mask on? Pull it out a little bit. Come on, you know. 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Don't get mad. Shout out to Raul one time. Don't get mad. Get better. You know? And these conversations need to be happening. They need to be. I don't want to see businesses close down. Who does? Who does, man? So I hope the wharf gets it together. I hope Miami gets it together. And with and you know what's funny? One of my favorite things throughout 2020 is this curfew. You know, I remember at the beginning of of uh of 2020. I remember at the beginning of COVID. I remember at the beginning of it all that the curfew was a thing. And I was genuinely like, all right. 1059. Everybody get inside the house. Let's go. Let's ride. What are we doing? It's curfew. Now? Now. Ladies and gentlemen, there's some certain spots in Winwood that are open until 3 o'clock in the morning. Granted that the wharf is open until 3 o'clock in the morning. Dave and Buster's, my place of work, is open until 12 o'clock on weekends. So what curfew? And you know how stupid I sound when I'm like, oh yeah, we close at 12 because there's a curfew. And people just look at me and they're like, curfew, 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 what curfew? And I'm like, oh, no, yeah, it's still it's still a thing. It's just, I don't know, like, I don't know how to go about it. I don't know how anybody goes about it, but it's still a thing. It's still getting enforced. Some way, somehow, it's still getting enforced. Man, I remember I remember at the beginning of the quarantine, I, I had to work overnights at a Mickey D's. And I got I, I got pulled over. Granted, I got pulled over on an electric scooter, ladies and gentlemen. Curfew? I don't even know her. I got pulled over on an electric scooter three times while I was working my little my little uh, late night Mickey D's ventures because my resume is literally restaurants and I, there was no restaurants open. So I'm like, oh, I got to keep on grinding it out. And people were like, oh, what are you doing out? Late at night. I'm like, sir, I work here. Look, I just got off of work. They'd give me a note. Boom, right there. So people were taking it seriously. And at some point, everybody stopped caring. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. It really is what it is. You know what is, and you know what is going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. Fins to the left, fins to the right. Let's ride. The Miami Dolphins are sitting at eight and four. Playoffs start right now. The Miami Dolphins are in. The Miami Dolphins just beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't want to talk about this game. I don't want to talk about stats. I don't want to talk about us beating Cincinnati, the 2-9-1 Cincinnati Bengals. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. What I do want to talk about, what I do want to talk about is Mr. Flores, ladies and gentlemen, our head coach coming out here, our head coach wanting to level someone because of disrespect, sir. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how our head coach stormed the field with his players because they're not taking any BS from anybody. Now, as someone that formerly played football in high school and that surrounds himself with people that also played football and watching that and with Miami Dolphins fans, man, that just gets your blood pumping, bro. That that display of emotion of of. Uh, Man, I can't even find the word for it. It's, it literally just rouses you up. Like, it's like, okay. Because you think of a head coach and you think of someone just there on the sideline. Like, yeah, yeah, let's go. But, not, bro, you're talking about you have to have another coach holding our, our head coach back? What? Did, did I read that right? Did I see that right? Was that our head coach out there? And... And telling our players, like, yeah, we're not going to take this from anybody. We'll take the fines. Oh, you can't play? That's fine. Let's go. You got you got someone that's willing to go and die for that inch right behind you. Shout out to Al Pacino. Any given Sunday. Football's a game of inches, ladies and gentlemen, just like life. You have to, with your fingernails, you got to, for that inch. So, Brian Flores, my God, 
as a Dolphins fan, as a radio personnel, very happy to have you here in Miami. I'm very happy to see what you guys are going to be doing going forward. And let's go. We got Kansas City coming up. And I got quite a few things to say about this man, Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen, is the closest thing to a walking god that, right next to, like, Paul McCartney. Like, and Kevin Parker. This guy could do whatever he wants, you know? And if this man stays healthy, I'm a firm believer that this guy becomes the greatest of all time. Greatest overall athlete. Time. <laughs> I think that this guy, I'm granted, I get it. Tom Brady, nine Super Bowls, nine Super Bowl appearances. That's hard to top, or nine Super Bowl wins, whatever. It's hard to top. But, dude, what this man is doing at such a young age is, is almost, it's, it's beyond me, man. It really is. And right now, who's, who's going to take this guy's Super Bowl ring away from him? Or better yet, who's going who's gonna, to, who's gonna, this guy's a def, he's the defending champ. Who has a chance right now in the NFL? Oh, the Steelers? No, dude. I'm sorry. I'm not sold on those guys. We just saw it. We just saw it. Monday night, Washington beat them. Washington has a great team. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Washington has a great defense. Their offense is very questionable. Alex Smith. Shout out to Alex Smith, man. What that man has been able to do in his recovery is inspiring. And it's it's honestly, it's beautiful to see. You know? Because that guy's injury was gruesome, bro. That was not. You know, what, what was it? Nine to 11 surgeries or something like that? That That is, that is not human. What Alex Smith has brought to the table. I've always been a fan of this, you know. So it's good to see him. Good to see that team get a W like that. Granted, I'm a Cowboys fan, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a Dolphins and I'm a Cowboys fan. Let me clarify that right now. I lean, I lean over more to the orange and aqua, baby. I'm a Dolphins fan for life. But the Cowboys, Cowboys got my, I got, I got love for them boys too. And as of right now, those guys aren't looking too hot. 17 to 34 lost. Baltimore Ravens. Or the Baltimore COVID-19s, should I say, because these guys are just, my God, these guys cannot catch a break. Des Bryant, man, that's, an, that's another one. I was looking forward to seeing Des Bryant come back and play against his former team. 2017 Cowboys cut him. Wasn't able to, they didn't get picked up till what, last year? New Orleans Saints, and then boom, towards Achilles. That guy has a great recovery. And I've always loved Des Bryant, man. Throw the X up. Throw the X up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he maybe was a little problematic, but man, that guy was that guy, that guy was a good player. Great player to have on your team. Hype people up. Get in people's faces. But there was no place for that apparently on the Cowboys. So it is what it is. But to go and do and, and not get picked up by a team, finally get picked up by the Saints, you get your Achilles torn, and then you come back after uh um after recovery and after rehabilitation and you go and you get picked up by Baltimore and then boom, before the game, warming up COVID get tested or the day before practice, warm ups, boom, get tested for COVID sucks to watch, bro. Sucks to see. You never want to see that happen with the player, but it is what it is. The Cowboys are in the NFC East, my friends. What a division to be in right now because geez, those guys are rough, but there is some positive after as of as of this last week. The Giants beat the Seahawks 17 to 12. With Colt McCoy as their quarterback. 13 for 22, 105 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Led by Wayne Gallum. 
Galman, 135 yards, 16 carries, no touchdowns. Alfred Morris had the one touchdown, eight carries, 39 yards. Man, I like Seattle. I like Russell Wilson. I like the uh, Metcalf. The guy I had that guy on the fantasy. Great stuff. I like Tyler Lockett. I I like I love it all. I love Seattle. I like that team. I like the personnel. But dude, to the Giants, and granted, not a huge surprise. I mean, I wasn't expecting them to win. I would have put money on the Giants. I didn't. But I thought that the, I thought that Seattle would would put this game away. But I'm not surprised because the Giants are like two, three decisions away from being a pretty above average team. Right now they're a little above average. Let's get to good. Let's make them a good team. Their defense holds up. Their offense knows how to move the ball. Daniel Jones isn't that bad. I think Daniel Jones is pretty good. If he if he doesn't turn over the ball, that guy's great. That guy's another Josh Allen. You know? But he turns over the ball way too much. Way, way too much. And then you have, what was the, and then you have, Washington beating Pittsburgh. Wow. Let's talk about it. NFC East getting ragged on this all these weeks. All these weeks in the NFL getting ragged on. And then, boom, you got two NFC East teams taking down Power Dogs. One of them being undefeated in Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are all that. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are all that at all. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, and and it's I think it's so easy to make this judgment call because we've seen it, right? We've seen when the Pittsburgh Steelers pit back. We see when those guys are a Super Bowl contending team because it's the Steelers. They've been there over and over and over and over again. Maybe not in the last like five to ten years, but for the most part. And that's it. I'm I'm a younger dude. And I remember as a kid, I would see them Super Bowl caliber teams. And when I say Super Bowl caliber teams, yeah, maybe they don't make it to Super Bowl, but they lose, they get like they lose in the in the AFC championship. That's still a Super Bowl caliber team that made it that far. Maybe a player too, and they would have made it into the Super Bowl. But these, this team does not have that essence of 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 tenacity of of drive. And man, we're talking about it's not like they have a, a coach that hasn't been there either. Their coach has been, and they've been the coach Mike Tomlin has been there with the Steelers. And it's funny, Ben Roethlisberger is like. They asked him about what that loss meant to him, and he's like, "Oh, that loss. What, what did that loss mean? That we're here. We're not here to. We're not here to go undefeated. We're here to, for the Lombardis. We're here to collect Lombardis. We're not here to collect Ws. We're here to collect Lombardis. That's what anybody would say after they lost their first game of the season. <laughs> it's true. It's true, man. And my God, shout out to the Washington. Well, shout out to Chase Young. If anybody's out there listening." Chase Young looked up fourth and goal stand. Chase Young. That's all you got to look up. Fourth and goal stand, Chase Young. You don't have to go any further. This man lined up right side, right side, right side of the defense, right defensive end, right? On fourth down on the one-yard line, they handed off to Snell to go right up the middle, which he did. But Chase Young lined up directly in front of the tight end. And... I, I don't I, I don't want to sit here and say that anybody else would have done this, but he risked. He like I don't, I don't, I can't even call. I don't know if he took the gamble on it. He shot straight left. He had a tight end right in front of him. He didn't engage the tight end. He didn't. I don't know if he had help behind him on the outside so that in case Snell bounced it out. No, this guy saw 
and this is what I want to think because Chase Young is a, is a freak of nature. This guy saw that Snell was going straight down the middle. And he, off the line, went straight left and met him right at the line. And he jumped because Snell's a quick guy. He jumped and feet off the ground and all, wrapped him up with just his left hand, made contact with him with his left hand, stopped him. Stopped him with one hand. With one arm, ladies and gentlemen. My God. Wow. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look. Fourth and goal stand, Chase Young. And now, with that being said, talk a little bit more football. There was a lot of exciting games this week with teams that were whatever. The Jets almost got their first win. The Jets almost got their first win, bro. Oh, sorry, Ty. The the Jets literally were a play away. And the Las Vegas Raiders hit a touchdown or scored a touchdown. I'm sorry. On basically the last play of the game. And it's funny because I had a parlay with Las Vegas. I mean, the parlay went, went to went to doo-doo because Arizona lost. But and literally all the other teams hit except for Arizona. But the Las Vegas Raiders scored a touchdown on the last drive on like a stop and go route. This guy, the corner was by himself, didn't have any help over the top. And then the the, the defensive coordinator gets fired. I mean, <sighs> dude, this guy has a track record of for some reason. Of sending the house, sending the house, ladies and gentlemen, blitzing on these fourth and longs or on the or like these Hail Mary style plays at the end of the game. Like this guy has a track record for this. I don't know why. Why would you do that? What's the point of it? Why send the crib? Why like play cover deep or cover zero? Like that he this guy literally plays cover zero when it's fourth and forever, or they need to convert to win the game. Why are you going to put the pressure on the quarterback, bro? Let three guys get to him. If not, bro, let him throw it up there. I'd rather live with you with seven DBs back there than having seven guys rushing the quarterback. And this guy just throws a little bloop, scores, game over, which is exactly what happened. Don't get it twisted. It's exactly what happened. It's exactly what they did. Nothing crazy. Beyond me. Beyond me, man. But it is what it is. The Jets are 0-12 now. They stayed defeated. These guys, I mean, like, look, man, I'm not a I'm not a Jets fan whatsoever. Whatsoever. But my God, dude. I at least let them get one one. Just one. Just one, bro. That's all I'm asking. Just win one game, dude. No one wants to see a team lose every single game of the season. Win one game, please, for the love of God. You know, aside from that. NFL football season is coming down. If you're a fantasy football owner, you know that your playoffs are about to start. Um, and good luck to you guys. I'm hitting I'm hitting the playoffs, and not this week, the following week. Wish me the best of luck. We'll see what's up. Now, let's move on, on over to Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3 is coming out, ladies and gentlemen, very soon. And they just got back the original octopus, Alfred Molina. It's returning as Dr. Octopus. Not Platypus. Dr. Octopus. He's spreading COVID. And uh, it takes like three Spider-Mans to stop him. I'm just kidding. That's not what this is about. But that'd be very funny because Spider-Mans wear masks, right? Haha. <laughs> no? Cool. You know, podcasting by yourself is pretty hard. I usually have Raul laughing at jokes. Even if they're not funny, he usually at least chuckles. Helps me out, you know? But I'm here at last. And I'm having a great time. So, yeah. Alfred Molina's putting the metal arms back on to reprise his role as the villainous Dr. Octopus. 
That's awesome, bro. I I thought that that was that he killed it. He killed it from not just him acting as a villain, but I'm talking about like the build up getting to the villain. You know, like the, the I mean, I, I said it right there. The build up. I think this guy's acting is on point, and I think this guy was meant to play this this role. I almost cursed. I thought this guy and Tom Holland stars in the film. Come on, bro. This is gonna be something else. Spider Man Homecoming was was something else as well. Far from home was great. They've been doing such great things with this uh with this with this film. And I feel like the amazing Spider-Man was good, but they got they got it right with this young dude from England. I can't remember his name. Tom Holland? No. Let's see. Let's find it out. Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. Knows whatever a Spider-Man does. Does he said so yeah man and charlie cox daredevil star charlie cox joins the cast apparently bro what's going on here everybody everybody's gonna jump on this huh i love it i love it I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, as a kid, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was of epic proportions, man. That was a beautiful, a beautiful movie, in my opinion. And as a kid, man, that was awesome. I mean, I guess maybe that's why it was so hard on The Amazing Spider-Man. Because I don't think it was nowhere near that caliber. I don't think it, it, it was remotely close to what this was. I think I think that... I think that Spider-Man 3 is going to really do it. I think that it's really going to put it back on. I mean, it's still it's already back on the map. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. Oh, no, no, it's not the same. No, it's really good. So, so you know, let's see. Let's see what we got going on. Let's see what these guys are going to be able to do, you know. But, yeah, man. So, just so you guys know that this is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. This has been so much fun to be able to do this. Um I was going live on Instagram, and Raul, Raul being in Orlando, was here, like you know, guiding, giving me some quick facts of what's going on, and and I just wanted to go ahead and say that. Shout out to him once again, happy birthday! But I got a very smart guy, James Harden, ladies and gentlemen. I spoke about it earlier, going wanting to go to Philly, and this just in, the GM for the Philadelphia. 76ers was once the GM for Harden and brought him over. So who's who's to say that he can't do it again? You know? Honestly, who's to say that he can't do it again? And and it's staying in this world of sports, man. I don't I don't think yeah, man. I mean, it is what it is. It really is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. So as I say here alone in the studio. Once again, for the 30th time, wishing Raul a happy birthday. Shout out to Slam Radio. Shout out to Frankie. Shout out to Larry. Um, shout out to Slam Academy. Shout out to Slam Radio. Shout out to Pitbull. Shout out to Sirius XM. We, we, uh, I guess I'm going to use this time to give a little background about ourselves because we've come onto this um, platform and we really haven't meant, talked about ourselves or how we got here. So I guess I'm going to use the remaining time for the show. Not because I don't have anything else to talk about, guys. Just so you understand that I definitely have plenty to talk about. But I'd rather be talking about this. Like, there's a lot to talk about out there. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Billie Eilish said that the strokes um, at the door from their new album, The New Abnormal, struck a nerve 
one of her favorite songs and albums for 2020. And we can talk about that. I like Billie Eilish. And The Strokes came out with the greatest album this year. I don't care. Retweet me. I don't care. They also got nominated for a, a Grammy for a, for Best Alternative Album. <clears throat> so hopefully they win because I think that album is great. But so I give a little, I'm going to give you guys a little story. So um, me and my buddy Raul here, happy birthday, we decided to create a podcast a couple months back. Before the podcast, we wanted to create a production company. Coronavirus had taken over. We were really, really, really bored. And I was watching um, this virtual table read. So a table read is basically where actors get together with writers and scripts get handed out or like a script gets handed out and everybody reads along the script and and they're doing like a, a table read. I mean, literally, they're reading the script at a table. They're not acting it out physically. They're just going over their lines for the first time. So, um, so basically, I was watching this and I and I was watching of the virtual table read of the show Community, and then I saw one of Parks and Rec, and I'm like, man, this is cool, but it's pretty. It's still it's still like funny. It's obviously not as funny as as these guys being on set and acting it all out. But I thought this was still very very funny. So I'm like, you know what? Why don't why don't like me Raul? We're like, why don't we do something similar to this? So we started a production company first. And then from the production company, we were like, you know what? Let's, uh, because when we got the production company, we got all the actors. We were doing these virtual table reads. I was writing scripts. Uh, Raul was writing scripts. We were all writing scripts and we were doing it, but we really couldn't do anything. COVID was taking a foot. COVID was literally, take, has, it took over. And we could not go. We wanted to go shoot. We wanted to go record, but we couldn't do any of that. So we got super stuck. So what do we do? All this, all this to talk about. Knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning, ladies and gentlemen. And I remember Larry, which is the godfather, my godfather. I had asked him, hey, man, what do I need to start a podcast? Like, straight up. Just super, like, like super, super straight up. What do I need to start a podcast? Tell me. And then, you know, he didn't reply to me. It took him a couple of days to finally get back to me. And and then, boom, he gets back to me. But what he got back to me wasn't like, he was like, hey, are you still starting a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, I actually am. He's like, perfect. Let me call you really fast. Calls me. I had I had already bought some equipment. I had like a Focusrite interface. I had a, uh, some two whatever microphones, some headphones. Whatever we got. They want to break the bank. I even bought a laptop, everything. He's like, hey, man. Granted that this was during summer. This was like in June. He's like, hey, man. I need someone to fill in for one of the time slots on Sirius XM and you're thinking about creating starting a podcast. Would you be interested in this? Yeah, which was my response. Absolutely, I'm interested in this. Of course. Granted, I, I had yet to release an episode for our podcast. I had yet to release an episode for KNR. So I kind of like was like, I'm quick on my feet. Like, yeah, you know what? Let's go. I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I guess I, there's a moral in that story that if you really want something in life, you're not going to let anything hold you back. You're really not. Hey, do you think you could deliver a weekly podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I've never recorded anything. I haven't recorded myself. I've never edited anything. My response was yes. All right. You got three weeks, so you're up. I, have, I had three weeks to learn. I had three weeks to get me and my brother on the same page. Raul, we need to do this. 
you know i wasn't gonna let anything stop me from this opportunity and and thank god that i didn't because i'm so happy to be in the position that i am with with sirius xm with raul we shout out to something divine studios which is our company we're gonna be talking about it more in the future once we have it up and running but we have a we have a studio now we started this in our rooms or well, in my room I converted my room into a studio. I told myself, I'm going to throw away my queen size. Well, I didn't throw it away. I'm going to put my queen size bed in the garage and I'm going to sleep on a futon till I have a studio. Till I can move all, all my equipment from here into a studio because I'm not I'm not renting out a studio. No, I'm going to sign a lease on a studio and it's going to be mine to work with, me and Raul's. Now, thank, thankfully, my buddy Miguel, too, had an interest. So now uh, three best friends have their own little studio here in Doral. Something Divine Studios, ladies and gentlemen. Mark my words, this is going to blow up. I look around as I'm sitting in it right now by myself today, and I just see the hard work that has been put in here already, and we're not even close to done. We haven't even scratched the surface what we're going to do with this. So, once again, the moral of the story is do not let anything stop you from achieving what you want to do. If you don't know how to do something, learn it. Don't let that be what stops you from getting to that point, to getting to that level of greatness. Don't let it. I'll say it one more time. Larry asked me, hey, can you deliver a weekly podcast, a weekly radio show, edited and everything? Absolutely. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no I, I, I knew how to do photography. I knew how to edit photography. I knew how to DJ. I had never done anything remotely close to this. Never. But I took, but they took a chance on me, and so did I. And you have to take a chance on yourself. If if you live in fear, fear will dictate your life. It will prevent you from being successful. Don't let fear come into play when it comes to your dreams. And you and dreams will only be dreams until you act upon them. Oh, I dream to be an aspiring radio personnel. I dream to be an actor. I dream to be a director. I dream to be a lawyer. Don't dream it. Dream it for the moment. Wake up and appreciate the dream. But now that's it. Let's make that dream a reality. That's what Washington said. Don't be afraid of failure. Failure builds character. And if you're going to fall, fall forward so you know where you're falling into. So that you know not to fall again. My friends. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. It's the minute that you put limitations on yourself. And that's the saddest thing to see by somebody. When you see somebody that says, oh, I can't do this because of this. And their reason is a reason that they manifested. I get it when, when someone puts you down or when someone says your job isn't good enough or what your, the, your work ethic isn't good enough so you can't work here anymore. Oh, you're not, you're not, you're not as... You're not you're not fit for the role. You didn't get this audition. Better luck next time. That's someone else telling you. But guess what? If you hang around the barber long enough, you're gonna get a haircut. Shout out to Denzel Washington. <laughs> if you hang around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. What do I mean by that? Do not stop putting in work. Do not stop. Don't give up. 
Use that, use that fuel, use that, that, oh, I'm not good enough to dr let it drive you. Let it, let it astral project you into your dreams. Don't just, don't just walk into a room, jump into it and look good doing it, man. Look good doing it. That's something that I love. I love, not that I love looking good. I love whether I'm failing or succeeding. I like looking good no matter all of it. If I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail gracefully. Then I'm going to learn. I might have to fail again two, three times. It's not just it's not just one time you fail. And trust me, I've dealt with it where I've I've failed in in the same scenario like two, three times. And I'm like, damn, that's it. I gotta stop. I gotta stop pursuing this. If it's worth it, if it's really, really worth it, you won't stop. If it's something that you really, really want to do, it you will not stop at all. You will continue to fight. You continue to, to claw, man. Shout out to Al Pacino. Inches. This is all a game of inches. You will cry. You will crawl with your fingernails for that inch. Because that's the difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. And it's the truth. It's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me no. Tell me no. Prove me wrong. KNR Podcast, at KNR Podcast, Instagram. Send me a direct message. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm crazy for thinking this. But I've seen people that, and granted, to each their own. You fail one time at something, you don't want to continue pursuing it, then don't. That's fine. That's on you. You don't want to do it? Do it. Don't do it. But don't let that one failure dictate why you shouldn't be doing it. Don't. Don't let it. If it's really worth it, you'll keep on going. If it's really worth it, you'll keep on fighting. If it's really worth it, you'll keep on trying. Just don't let the failure dictate your life. Learn from it. Let it build character. Don't let it make you. Don't let it break you either. Learn. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special edition of Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. This is the first time that I'm ever out here by myself on a show. And wow, shout out to the people that do this on their own because this is rough. This is tough. I just got into a whole rant. Literally, a whole rant. But I feel good. You know who I like a lot? You know I've been watching a lot? That dude from Barstool, David Portnoy. Portroy? Portnoy? That guy's a trip, bro. That guy was showing that he has that one bite. One bite, everybody knows the rules. That guy does not care how you view him. He doesn't care about anybody's interpretation on him. He's going to be consistently the same person that he always is. And I respect that more than anything. Oh, but he interviewed Trump and he's kind of pro-Trump. Whatever. Whatever. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Just don't, don't, don't flush it down my throat. Don't force it on on me. You want to vote for that guy? Vote for that guy. You want to go for that guy? Go for that guy. Granted, he's not the president anymore, so get over it. Yeah, it is what it is. But back to the point. David, Pornoy. The guy has the pizza challenge. Everybody knows the rules. One bite. He goes on. You know, most of these are based off in of New Jersey. And he and he goes he goes to his mom and dad shop since like the 1920s. They've been open. And, and he comes out and he goes, man, Frankie, this, this joint right here, this is the bee's knees, man. That family's so nice. That the mom wished me a happy Thanksgiving like five times. 
Granted, this is right before Thanksgiving, obviously. Um, and he's like, yeah, Frankie, I'm doing this review, and I don't even care about the beats anymore. I love them. I genuinely love the guy saying that he loves them. He just met his family. I love them. He goes back inside and he goes, hey, I just want to let you guys know that you guys are the, the best. Starts asking him questions. The, the dad at first, could you could see that he's kind of like, oh, what's up with this guy? He has a camera. And then he starts realizing that this guy's probably big. Comes in, does pizza reviews. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, come here, come here. I got an, I got something. Look, this is where the kids come out and uh, and wait for the pizza. This guy had a petting zoo on his back, bro. It was the cutest thing in the world. Grown man. Probably like his 50s or 60s. It was awesome, bro. I think Dave from Portnoy is awesome. That guy's the best. I like that guy. I like that guy a lot. But um, but yeah, man. This is, I guess, I guess I'll sign it off from here. I can't wait to see you. Next, I can't wait to come back next week with Raul. We're gonna have a special guest on the show. Um, we're gonna be talking about mental health next week on, alongside sports and everything else. But we're gonna have a nice little segment about mental health and you know, nine months into COVID and how it's affected mental health. So. We'll we'll talk more about that next week. And thank you for jumping on with me, myself, and I, Jonathan Correa from Knowledge, Nonsense, Reason. You guys have a great night. Take care.